Second Day and Gridiron Podcast. We have a guest with us today, Terrell Henderson. Yeah, man. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. One of the newest members of the Burgundy and Gridiron Podcast family. Terrell, what's going on? Yeah, glad to be here, man. Nothing much. Just chilling. Ready to talk some football. Terrell's here. Matthew's here. I'm still here. <laughs> He's still here. You can hear him. Man, free agency has been crazy. Uh, it's probably been one of the most exciting free agency periods. The beginning it's of free agency. It's been a good week, man. It's, it's been, been a good, good week. week. Um, so many trades or trades of players going to new teams. I think the biggest one so far, obviously, has been Antonio Brown. Yeah. Traded to the Oakland Raiders. Yeah. Oh, you think that's bigger than Odell? Uh, yeah. Well, I, well, okay. Odell. Nobody saw. Yeah, we, we, we knew AB yeah, was on his we way knew, out. We right. knew AB was on his way out. Odell just, I don't know where that came from. Yeah. So okay, Antonio Brown traded <clears throat> to the Raiders for what, a third round and a fifth round draft pick. And yeah, and it was crazy. Was a uh, they announced I think a day after that trade that the Patriots offered a second and a fourth round, and then like. I mean, the Patriots, the Steelers did everything in their power not to let that happen. Yes, but, the Pittsburgh yeah. wasn't going to send AB to the Patriots. That wasn't going to happen. Just, just imagine though, Antonio Brown with Tom Brady. That'd be that. <laughs> that'd be something. That'd be a whole nother. Look how many super. Look how many games he's won, or look how many Super Bowls he's he's made it to without a player like Antonio Brown. So. Yeah, and then you add a player like Antonio Brown. Well, that's an, and then you got Sony Michelle back there too, but. That's another story for another day that I'm pretty sure the NFL world's glad didn't happen. So now, do you think this uh, this trade for Antonio Brown? Do you think that makes them uh, more of a threat to Kansas City? Uh, not not this year. Uh, I mean, clearly there's a bunch of factors going on right now that we don't know about Kansas City, including you know the ongoing case with Tyreek Hill, which we won't necessarily comment on until that story is completely finished. But um, also, there's the fact that. They've lost quite a few pieces. Like they, I think this morning they said they lost Chris Connolly to Jacksonville. So they're losing like steady pieces, and Sammy Watkins can't stay healthy. They still have three first round picks though. They do, and they also lost Kansas City has first three. I know uh, Oakland. The Raiders. I'm speaking on Kansas City. Okay, okay, Kansas City. I'm speaking on Kansas City strictly right now because there's a lot of factors that goes into that about like what they're gonna look like this season since they did lose Kareem Hunt, and now they have to have a full season with Damian Williams, and then they have to go with. Uh, we don't know what's gonna happen with Tyreek Hill. Right. They just lost Chris Connolly. Sammy Watkins is still, you know, inconsistent health wise. So I mean, there's a lot of factors that go into that. I think this is a good. St- I get. I think this is a great step in the right direction for the Oakland Raiders. I think with all the draft picks that they have this year, I think they're gonna turn those into something special. I mean, possibly you can see. I, I think one of those are possibly gonna tra- turn into a trade for another player, okay. or on the de- defensive side. In my opinion, I think they probably do grab uh, Quentin Williams. With that first, with that first pick, well, that's, the, that's the third pick, right? Yeah, third that'd be their very first right. pick. I think with their very first pick, they grab Quentin Williams. But the next two, maybe they'll probably possibly trade those for somebody else. But I mean, we'll see. But uh, I think this is a step in the right direction for the Raiders uh, organization. I just don't, I just don't know how it's really going to play out because we do like, yes, AB got pulled out of Pittsburgh, and clearly there's a lot of ego issues in the locker room. But you also got to take into consideration that the Raiders are about to move to Vegas. Yeah. So that's and a I, lot of and, and and that's another thing I was thinking about is the Raiders made this splash because if you we just just think just think about Vegas. You gotta Vegas. yeah, you gotta have name you, you gotta, gotta have a name you, to bring exactly. people. Exactly. You gotta have Vegas, a reason to get people names. to come to the games. And Vegas is all about the names and about the exactly. about the rosters. Like basically if the the, the Cleveland Browns were were the moving to Vegas, they'd be they those tickets would be hot. Those tickets right. would sell for yeah. a lot. So the Raiders definitely had to have big names on that roster, and Antonio Brown is one. I just don't know how some of them are going to handle that that atmosphere, just being in Las Vegas. But like I said, that's why we're waiting. That's why I'm waiting for the result because this year, while they're still in Oakland, I believe they'll be focused on strictly football. Yeah, but I mean, the, but that's that's any that's. It's not just the Raiders. That's any team that moves to a city like Vegas. You have to worry about the off the field distractions. Yeah, that's but be- yeah, but because it's them, we're just gonna you know yeah. because it's them. We like any yeah. If clearly if anybody moved to Vegas, you know that'd be a big distraction on them. But we just gonna focus on them because that's what they're actually going. Yeah, and I I I take into question uh, Derek Carr because clearly after his phenomenal season. What was, was it 2016? Yeah, it was about two. It was about two years ago. 20 years, 2016. Yeah. yeah, then he got hurt and he couldn't play in that first round playoff game, which hurt him 
badly. And then, you know, the next two seasons after that, he's been steadily, like, declining or then coming back up and being, you know, next to average. So, I mean, I think now that they have – and they just signed Tyrell Williams as well. So now they have two pretty good receivers. They have a ton – well, I don't want to say a ton. They have a lot of speed at receiving. Yeah. And they cut cut Jordy, and I don't think they have a running back. I don't think they have. They, I mean, they. Used to, I think Doug Martin is still under contract. Oh, Doug Martin but probably still is. No, I, I think. Oh, I think Doug Martin's a free agent. Doug actually. Martin's a free agent. Yeah. Well, I mean, whether they sign, I don't really know what uh, running backs out there as far as free agent wise, but they're probably going to. I know. Bring I know. TJ. I want to say TJ Yeldon is still out there. I know. Yeah, is TJ is TJ Yeldon? No, I mean, a twenty carrier back. I no, mean, twenty carrier game running back. No, so they might. So like I said, they might keep one of those and get Josh Jacobs if he's available, but. I saw I saw I saw a mock draft that had the Raiders taking uh Hollywood Brown or Marquise Brown from yeah. uh Oklahoma. I saw one that said I saw one that had them getting Kyler Murray for one for one that didn't have him going number one. I had them What which is which is interesting. Do you think the Raiders take if let's just say for some strange reason the the Cardinals don't take Kyler Murray. Do you think the Ra- the Raiders take him? Cause then, then what do you do with Derek Carr? No, no team, no team. I don't want think that. they. I don't think they do that because I don't think they want to take away Derek Carr's, um, Derek Carr's like confidence or whatever. Well, I mean, building. if you if you draft Kyler Murray, I I would think that Derek Carr's on his way out. Yeah, but then then you have to ask yourself, what team wants to take on that contract? That's what I'm saying. So like, it's like, it's a very high, it's a very high risk, mm-hmm. uh, possibly high reward. With Kyler Murray, because I think he'd actually make that situation work when Antonio, like you, you're blessing him with a pretty good receiving core to start his career with. But I think that's a pretty high risk situation that the Raiders will be looking at. But it's a lot. It's a lot. Like I said it's a lot of factors playing into that. I think they. I think this is Derek Carr's last chance. If I'm being honest, I think. Yeah. I think I mean, now it, that I think now with this receiving core, I think. Derek Carr is pretty much on a short leash. And, this is probably the most talent he's had around him. Yeah, they don't really have much. Since he's been he in don't Oakland. really have much else excuses. Like, you got a guy who, for the past, what, two seasons has had 100 receptions? Yeah. Yeah, 100 no. receptions, over like 1,200 receiving yards? No, 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 no. 100 receptions? No, no, the, the receptions, right? I mean, he's he's gone over 1,000 yards the last six years. Oh, six years. Well, yeah. The, I was, the last I was six good. or seven years, he's yeah. gone over 1,000 yards. So now so. it's just like, yeah, at this point, you're on a pretty short leash. Now the thing, the thing, the thing with Oakland, they're loading up on talent offensively, but like I said, through the draft, as you mentioned, yeah, through the draft, I think that's what their defense is still terrible. So yeah, until <laughs> until they do something on the other side of they the ball, they have no corners whatsoever, no corners, no pass rush. They, I think they was one of the worst teams in the league last year as yeah. far as getting to the quarterback. They couldn't get to him at all. Um, they have to. Well, all that talent on the offense, it doesn't make sense for your offense to score thirty-five points a game and your defense is giving up forty. Yeah, but it, I mean that, that seems like that seems to be the way the AFC West wants to play football. If yeah. I'm being honest, I think all those teams, excluding the Broncos, want to play because you know the Broncos ain't putting up. 40 but the, the Broncos also just hired a defensive-minded head coach too. Yeah. So. So I mean that's the, that's like they're the, they're going to be the odd man out of that, but I think the way. I mean, yeah, the Chargers do have, you know. The Chargers defense is pretty solid. The Chargers defense is some sort of solid. They just put up, they just, at random times, they give up a lot of points. Right. So, I think. (laughs) They try to stop the run with seven DBs on the field. Yeah, Kansas City's game is literally, we're going to try to just outscore you. And it happens to, it happened to work. What, they went 12 and four? So, it happened to work 12 out of the four times. Speaking, well, speaking of Kansas City, we, well, everybody knows now that They've acquired the Honey Badger. I think yeah. it was three years, forty-two million. Um, I think that was a major need. Um, on that defense, getting some uh, talent on the back end. Now they release Eric Berry. I thought they was gonna have a situation where they have uh, Tyron Matthew and yeah, Eric Berry back thought, there playing together. Yeah, everybody but everybody was excited for that until they cut him. If you look at Eric Berry's contract that he just got a few years ago, that's a lot of money going into um, your secondary. So. Tyron Matthew is a step in the right direction for the Kansas City defense, but they also lost Justin Houston, and they traded D. Ford to the 49ers. Who gave him a ridiculous contract that he shouldn't have got. So now now you bring in a talented safety that he can play safety, corner, slot corner. You can put him down in the box on certain plays. He can blitz. But now you lost your two best pass rushers. I mean, yeah. Kansas City, and like I said, Kansas City – 
with the whole Tyreek Hill situation now is a very is a big question mark because we don't know what is going to happen with that. And now on the defensive end, you got to start somewhere. I think exactly. their I think their main priority this entire offseason is defense. If I'm being honest, now as some now if the Tyreek Hill situation doesn't work out in their favor, I think they will have to acquire a couple moves to get something else going. Because as of now, you know Patrick Mahomes is the man. Well, they also, who's the running back they just added? Um, they added one. Yeah, they added um. Uh, who's the running back they just added? Uh, it wasn't no Mark Ingram went to the Ravens. It was. Oh man, I, I was telling. Then they they just signed know. the running back, right? I don't think they added one. They was just. I told you they was just sticking it with uh. Damian no, Williams I'm sorry. Carlos Hyde. Carlos Hyde. Yeah. Carlos Hyde signed with the Chiefs. Carlos Hyde. Carlos Hyde signed with the Kansas City Chiefs. I actually didn't know that. Yeah, he even... signed with them. I think you know one of those deals they got done during the legal tamping period. Yeah. But they signed Carlos Hyde. So like I said, they added more talent on offense. It's. But they're also, I mean, possibly going to lose. They're losing talent on defense. I mean, I mean, I wouldn't really look. I mean, yeah, they lost. They lost some pivotal pieces around there. But I mean, I think that was kind of necessary mm-hmm. because I think they. I think what the step, the direction that the Chiefs want to go into is they want to, because Justin Houston was what thirty, and then D four clearly had that, you know, big mistake. So I think they're really just trying to free up as much cap as possible and try to make moves on the defensive end, defensive side. So I mean, like I said, it's got to start with somewhere. Tyran was a good. Yeah, it was a great. That was a great pickup, actually. Yeah. And then Eric Berry, man. I mean, like coming off that. Well, he's only played what three games in yeah. the last two years, so I I understand why they cut ties with Eric Berry. I just I would have gave it a I, I would have gave it a shot for at least one year. Yeah. I would have gave him and Tyron Matthew a chance to work together yeah, for at least I, one I year before I cut ties. I mean, you're not really losing much. I mean, either way, you probably either way you're possibly gonna put up the way Andy Reid and Mahomes work. You're possibly gonna put up at least thirty five plus. A game, at least thirty to thirty-five plus a game. So, um, so we touched on AB, we touched on Tyron Matthew. To me, it seems like a lot of the the big moves made so far in free agency has been on the, in the AFC. Um, Le'Veon Bell signs with the Jets, obviously. Yeah, they stay. Um, the Jets, the I think I don't know if the Jets have done enough to surpass the Patriots, but I will say they've definitely definitely become become more of a competitive team i think they will be more competitive last uh next year they added cj mosley jameson crowder they got some more help for sam darnold and um the biggest sign is probably um Le'Veon bill for the jets now a few things about the jets cj mosley i think it's crazy how an inside backer is making seventeen million dollars a year. Yeah, which is why, which I is mean, crazy. Yeah. I mean, Luke Keekley was only getting like 13, 12. 12, 12. 12. That's crazy. Now, Jameson Crowder, I wanted him to stay with the Redskins, but I think that's a great pickup for a young quarterback. Um, safety blanket is reliable. Um, Crowder's one of those guys. He's gonna go out there, and if he's healthy, he's gonna play hard. He's gonna Crowder gets open a lot. Yeah. Even with the Redskins, we just didn't always get him the ball. But Crowder, Crowder, he gets open a lot, so I think that'll be a great pickup for Sam Darnold. And I think, and I think that'll help free up Robbie Anderson a little bit, right? From all them, from all these double teams, or like you know, because Robbie Anderson had times during the season where he he'd get open for like big gains and get open for big yardage, but then like you know, the rest of the games he'd be clamped up because he was getting double teamed because nobody cares about Quincy Quincy and Nunwall well, or whatever. Well. Uh, Le'Veon is also going to open yeah, up Le'Veon's a ton gonna, of things Le- for everybody Le'Veon's else in their offense. Open up a lot of stuff for everyone else on the field as well. Um, yeah, what the Jets did was very. The Jets are moving in the right direction, and as you can see, last year against the Patriots, like those two games that they played against the Patriots were very competitive. Yeah. Until a certain point, probably like the end. Right. But they were in the game for most of the time, and the defense was actually very stuffy, and they were actually you know pushing the Patriots against the wall. Right, right, until exactly. Until Belichick just does his thing, and then like they push back. So yeah, the Jets are moving in a good direction, and yeah, it see like the fact that CJ Mosley got that contract. He's definitely an upgrade, though. He's definitely he's an upgrade. definitely an upgrade. But like a lot of people were getting on DaCosta, the you know, the Ravens GM, about like letting him go and stuff like that. Right. But, like if we paying a guy that much, it's just like at that point, like is it really worth that's, it? Like that's a lot of money. No, don't get me wrong. C.J. Mosley is one of the, I'm, he's one of the best inside backers yeah. in the league. Now, 
there's some people that think he has limitations in, in pass coverage. Yes, he does, which I've seen multiple times against the Bengals. <laughs> he he has, always letting Tyler Boyd just run across the middle and just. Oh he has Lord. he he has limitations. Well, you saw it in the Browns game, like the the week seventeen Browns game. <laughs> he a also bunch had the game with an interception. He too. did, but he also had a bunch of blown a bunch of blown pass coverages. Like he can't cover that well. But I mean, other than that, you know, he made the play of the game. With, and we all love him for it. Now. I, I forgot they they have Greg Williams as their defensive coordinator. I think, hopefully, Greg Williams can, you know, help him cl- clean up some of those. Greg Williams' scheme can help him clean up some of those deficiencies in pass coverage. Um, the Jets are definitely, I don't want to say they're closer to the Patriots, but they're definitely a team, I think, in that division that can easily win that division next year. Well, I can, I can tell you a team that's not close, the Dolphins. The Dolphins, the Dolphins don't have a quarterback. The Dolphins, I, the Dolphins. I think the Dolphins are about to sign <laughs> Willie Beeman. They don't have a quarterback. <laughs> the Dolphins don't have... I mean... Well, they got. I saw the list of the two people. They got. I think his name's Luke Falk and somebody and some other dude. Who's well, that I, guy? I've never the, heard of these guys. The Dolphins... We're not expecting much from the Dolphins. Uh, and the Bills, I mean... Do you have any... Do you have any thoughts as to that Tannehill trade yesterday? Like, why? Like, somebody told me, you know how much Marcus Mariota get hurt? I was like, yeah, maybe that's true. But I, at the same time, I was just like, well, what is the point of this? I don't I don't, I don't know why. I I don't know why they traded for Tannehill. My thing is, I, because Marcus Mariota gets hurt so much, I, mean, I yeah, understand. Because I saw firsthand that, you know, they gave up 12 sacks, like a record amount of sacks to the Ravens last year. But that's the that was the number one defense. Yeah, I, I understand. But like, I understand why they would want to bring in another quarterback. It's just, I, what has Ryan Tannehill done to make me be like, if our starter goes down, that's the guy we want to ride with. Well, I think I took a rookie. I think honestly, if I'm being honest, I think Ryan Tannehill could pass better than Mariota. Well, oh, because I don't. Because w- watching the Titans' offensive scheme, I don't really know what be going on. Just like, just like when the Bills, just like the Bills' offensive scheme, when Josh Allen's out there. Not to say that Josh Allen and Mariota play alike, but like, because Mariota's a better leader, right? But like, Mariota just watching, just watching the Titans' offense when they was switching back and forth between Derrick Henry and uh, um, Deion Lewis and Deion Lewis when they switched back and forth between them and they didn't figure out Derrick Henry could run until like week fourteen. Well, I don't. That's that falls on coach. We knew Derrick Henry could run in Alabama. The guy won a yeah, Heisman. They, like I'm saying, like the way they run offense is just like I don't know if they really know what they want to do. They don't have any receivers, so at this point, no, they don't. So I like like I said because I was talking to people like when that Antonio Brown to the Bills rumor came out, I was like Antonio Brown's gonna get clamped up in Buffalo. Yeah, that's these the only offense they don't have, they have any. They don't run any schemes. It literally got to the point when they played like one point when they played the Patriots. What was that? What was that offense they was running against the Patriots, where it wasn't even like they were kept running like trick plays the whole time, and it was working for a while. But then like the Bills just had no offensive scheme; they have no identity to them, and that's what the Titans are. They don't have an identity. So they I they guess, tried they tried to be a run first team, but it's like okay, eventually you're gonna have to pass the ball. But their receivers create. I don't think they create any separation. No. Um. And Mar- Marcus Mariota, I don't. He's not a bad quarterback. It's yeah. He's I, I don't bad. think he's. I don't think he's had the right. Uh, he don't have any help. Well, he doesn't have a lot of talent offensively. Um, but I also don't think. I don't think he's been around the right coaching. The round around the yeah, right coaching whatever, system. Whatever. I mean, co- whatever culture and systems being built in Tennessee is a very bad one. And I don't a very toxic one. To- I don't understand why teams draft guys that excel at doing certain things in college and then get to the league and try to get them to do something completely different. Yeah, that just exactly. makes no sense to me. Like, look at the offense he ran at um, Oregon. Oregon. Why not run that same offense with uh, with Tennessee? Now, of course, you got to have the coaching staff that can coach that offense. You got to have the players around Mariota that can make that offense work. Yeah, which they, which they don't at the time. I mean, Corey Davis is probably – I think the only time Corey Davis ever showed up to a football game was the <laughs> Eagles. Was the one against the Eagles where he caught that game winning pass. But I think that was about it. It right right now for that division, it's a two team race. I want well, well uh, we're going back to going back to uh, the, the Jets, Jets and the yeah, Patriots. The it's Jets. a two team race in that division. As far as the division where the Jets are in, I mean the division where the um, Titans are in. It, 
you have Houston, Indianapolis, uh, uh, Tennessee, and you have uh, the Jags. The Jags. Who just acquired. The Jags just paid $88 million to Which is dumb. Nick Foles. Which is dumb. That was I, dumb, bro. That was dumb. You think that was a good contract? That was a dumb contract. No, it was, look, it was, a, it was a great pickup. Okay, I look, just don't know about the money. The but money but you got but you got to look at this. You got to look at this. Teams are going to overpay for quarterbacks. Kirk Cousins is getting eighty four million dollars and hasn't won a playoff game. Yeah, this is a Super Bowl MVP. This is a Super Bowl MVP whose literally whose literal name is Magic. <laughs> like that's luck. It's just it's just luck. It's I just an entertainment value. And I I, I, I understand when that. he was actually starting for the Eagles on a consistent basis, he was playing like butt. And then all of a sudden, he got replaced by Wentz. Came back in and they had to make a run and that Magic's thing came back into play. I understand it, but is Nick Foles a better quarterback than Blake Bortles? Yes. Yes. Every day but of the week. How many? But how <laughs> twice many other, a week. But there's a bunch of people better than Blake Bortles, so I mean that isn't really saying much. But I mean, I see what you're saying. I just wouldn't have paid that much for him. I would have. I would have waited. But listen, to not, see how this would have played out. You're not gonna get. You're not gonna get a starting quarterback in this league for for. For for less than that, that's that's just the way the NFL is going now. Kirk Cousins, like I said, you think the uh, you think they couldn't have got Dwayne Haskins? Who the the Jags? Yeah. Okay, he's a rookie. I would. I mean, I know that, but at least you. I at mean, least you. You could. I just don't. You could have really got. Listen, the point you could have got. You could have got Dwayne Haskins, but guess what? If Dwayne Haskins is. All he has, if Dwayne Haskins gets that team to the playoff and, and is better than what they had in the previous years, guess what? You're gonna be breaking the bank for Dwayne Haskins in four or five years. Well, well, now that well now you well now they broke the bank for a guy whose name is Magic, and I just <laughs> think it's solely based off of entertainment. But that's value. that's the going rate for court. Jimmy G. Look at all the money he got off yeah, four or five Tom career Brady, starts. Yeah, he's Tom Brady's protege. Did. What, what what has he done in Kansas City? I mean, um, San Francisco. He had a pretty good three games. I mean, he, uh, that's what that's what games. I'm saying. Like, we're that's the I mean, he got hurt. I mean, yeah, that's, that's the true. going rate for like I said, Kirk Cousins got eighty four million dollars with zero career playoff wins. Zero career. He went to the playoffs once as a starter in Washington, right? And went to Minnesota last year and still didn't make the playoffs. He's getting eighty four million dollars, fully guaranteed, right? I mean that's that's just the going rate. I, I see what you're saying. That's the I, I that's the going put, rate for I, quarterbacks. But for Nick Foles, I would have really put him on a trial run because I don't I don't really trust you know I don't really trust him completely. The, the Jags, when I saw it, because when he was an actual starter at one point, he, I saw inconsistency. I think it's a I think it's a great pickup for the Jags. I also think the Jags the Jaguars got a little desperate because they were a couple bad plays away. Two what two years ago from beating the Patriots in the yeah. AFC Championship? Yeah. So last Stephon year, Gilmore, Stephon right. Gilmore completely strapped up everyone. And just... to, to last year being a complete disaster, I think they got a little bit desperate. Yeah, and I, think I think they got a little bit desperate. Well, now I think, and now I think this year the the acquisition of uh, Nick Foles probably changes up their draft plan. So I think that's where DK Metcalf is probably going to go. I think you think that high? Yeah. I think they're gonna grab him. They just gonna grab him. I mean, they need receivers. They need. I mean, they need receivers. They need but, receivers. I thought they was gonna let go of Leonard Fournette. I was surprised they kept him. Yeah. Over the. I really thought he was. I, I really thought at some point they were just gonna let him go. But yeah, I think DK. I think that change. I think Nick Foles coming there. They gonna change up there because they had the defense. So like, what is what else is there to draft? Like they. Need well, no, receivers. they they actually lost players on defense. Uh, Malik Jackson. They let him yeah, go. He went know. to the Eagles. Uh, to Sean Gibson. Um, he just signed with. I think he went to Houston. Uh, he did. He he went to Houston. So they lost players. I mean, their their linebackers are still pretty solid. Yeah, their linebacker core, their secondary, still solid. I mean, you still have Ramsey. You still yeah. have Class Campbell. Bouye. Um, right, you have players there, but they I'm lost saying, yeah, some so players I think on Metcalf, defense. I think I think they got a quarterback now. You go get Metcalf because I mean, so. you got a quarterback. You got a running back. Offensive line is decent. Yeah. So I mean, now it's time to just yeah. So I mean, I just think he got paid too high. I mean, that, that's just me necessarily. I, I wouldn't have really trusted. I don't, because when he started, I saw too many inconsistencies. I saw too many inconsistent weeks, and he didn't really, there was no magic there. But now all of a sudden when they get in a desperate, I guess we have to wait for everybody to get in a desperate situation for Nick Foles to start playing football. I mean, just 
Just look at it like this. If Nick Foles got $88 million, Kirk Cousins got $84 million, what do you think Patrick Mahomes is going to get? Oh, Patrick Mahomes? <laughs> right. You, you, Patrick, see, you see what they... Uh, Patrick did, Mahomes did you is going to clear $30 million a year. Did you, see what, did you see what Easy. they put in his contract over the summer? Yeah, he, I mean, they he don't want to... play basketball. They don't want to basketball go, and all that surfing. stuff. He can't surfing. He can't do anything. He literally can't have a life. Outside I, of playing quarterback, I think he could just go to the movies and watch <laughs> and, and sit there, but he can't sit next to anybody. Like, I mean, crazy. but listen, but let me ask you, let me ask you this: if, if I'm if I'm going to pay you thirty million dollars a year, okay, I won't play basketball no more either. Yeah, you're right. I not, and I I get it. This they franchise quarterback, they don't want him to get hurt. I some some of those things they put in contracts, I think it's. A I wish little, somebody would have told our franchise quarterback that he went 105 miles and decided to record himself with no seatbelt on. What, I don't. What, we're going to touch on the Ravens in a second, but d- that's just yes, they they probably did pay for they probably did pay overpay for Nick Foles, but you the way the NFL is a quarterback driven league, it's been that way for several years now. You right. You you have you have to pay. You you almost have to overpay for a quarterback to make sure that you get a quality quarterback. Yeah, but why why we're in a situation the Only guys like Tom Brady keep taking less money. Yeah, because he Cause I mean, you got endorsements. You know, and he, but yeah, that's Tom Brady. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is gonna break the bank yeah. when that's gonna reset. Tyreek Hill was about to break the bank, but now we about to. You know, that's gonna reset what they call it the market. Yeah, that's gonna reset the market. So now, in a few years, if another player outperforms Patrick million dollars, thirty million dollars yeah, is gonna be the starting point. Thirty million dollars per year so, is gonna be the starting point, yeah. which is crazy. But I mean, the salary cap is continuing to go up. So that that's allowing that's teams helping. to dish out so much money, but man, we looking at we're we're, we're looking at uh, possibly in the, the the NFL in the next five to ten years where you won't have a starting quarterback that's not a rookie playing for less than maybe twenty five million dollars a year. Right. But now, I mean, while we on the well, while we on the topic of quarterbacks, I said we take this time out to pray for Dwayne Haskins <laughs> <laughs> if he uh, if he gets drafted to the Giants. Because, oh man. Uh, Oh, so speaking of the Giants, yes, thank you. The Giants traded Odell Beckham. I'm gonna go ahead and pray for Saquon Barkley's knees to, to the Cleveland Browns for a a first and a third, a first, a third, and Jabril, and Jabril, and Jabril Peppers. Peppers. And I think they cut Jabril Peppers, right? No, they they trade the Giants cut him. I think no, they didn't cut him. That'd be that's stupid. Maybe no, they, they didn't cut. I him. don't know. Yeah, maybe. I don't yeah, think no. they, probably they didn't him. cut him, but. So now o- Odell Beckham is a Cleveland Brown with Baker Mayfield, uh, yeah, Jarvis Landry, Nick Chubb, and I mean they have Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt, but he's suspended. In, he'll be back in eight games. He'll be back in eight games. So I mean, but Nick Chubb is he's a good running back. He's yeah. a starter. So I mean, they still have Duke Johnson. Yeah. Um, so now they. Have I don't know if they're gonna move Duke Johnson or they're gonna try to move him when Kareem Hunt. Comes back. They probably will. Probably, they'll probably move on from Duke Johnson. The Browns just got a whole lot better. The Giants just got a whole lot worse. The Giants also <laughs> failed to re-sign Landon Collins, which we'll touch on later on when we start talking about the Redskins. But yeah, Gettleman. I yeah, have just... no idea before before we talk about the Browns. I have no idea what. I mean, as a Redskins fan, I was happy when I saw Odo Beckham get traded because we don't have to play him twice a year anymore. I was That's number scared. one. I was. I was. I was, I was I was scared up until a certain thing <laughs> happened the next morning, but we'll talk on that. Um, I have no idea what the Giants' plan is. They say they have, have a plan. He don't have a plan. He's lying. I don't care what anybody <laughs> says. He's lying. You're not going to show up to a press conference. You're not going to show up to a press conference the next morning and say, oh, I don't know what I was doing. Like You're not going to be like, honestly, I, just, I didn't know. I just, I just, I just wanted I mean, to give him up. He, He's getting on my nerves. Like You're not going to be honest. You're going to say, yeah, we got a plan. You're going to lie. Right, you just first of all, you missed out on an opportunity. So you missed out on an opportunity last year to draft a quarterback because you drafted a, a once in a lifetime, you know, running back with Saquon Barkley. But now you didn't gave that up, and you had it, and now you have the pick right here to just go ahead and grab exactly. the quarterback, exactly. and you decide to give up your best receiver, and now you got Golden Tate who can't get off of anybody. Who just gonna be sticking to the wall the whole time, <laughs> and then Sterling Shepard, who can only get like a hundred yard game every six or seven games. It's just like a bad receiving call. You're gonna call hey, halfback Sa- dive at least twenty five times. Saquon is gonna probably Saquon is gonna probably face an eight man box the entire entire game. But check this out: the Giants do have 
two first round picks now. Which they're so, which they're gonna draft a receiver with. It's that. possible that they can go quarterback at what? Six? Seven six, six. Six. They can go quarterback at six and then they can go receiver at seventeen. Which they probably will. Which but. they probably will. And then they still have they have that extra third round pick. So I mean they can put they can put talent on this team. It's just I I think the Giants would have been better keeping Odell and just bringing a rookie quarterback into that situation versus you're basically starting over with a rookie quarterback getting new receivers. You know what I mean? I yeah. I just thought that would have been I better mean, for. I mean, look if that's what, if we were going to end up doing this anyway, what's the point of giving them that contract? Like, what was the point of that? Because you know how much dead money they're paying. Right. They're paying a lot of dead cap space for that contract, and it's just like. Well, that that lets me know they clearly wanted Odell Bell. Oh, oh, Odell Bell. They clearly wanted Odell Beckham off the team. Yeah. That's what that lets me know. They, the Giants was like, this, we've had enough. We'll take the cap hit. We just want him out. Yeah, but, I mean, if it's really honestly worth, like, you, I think Gettleman and, uh, Gettleman and Sherman should be fired at this point. Like, it's just like, what are you coaching? Like, what are you getting? Like, what are you putting together? Because you basically just, honestly, this was like one of them, uh, one of them jumps with the red button where the president just goes up and just hang, hang it all and he just presses the red button. Blow just, it up. Just blow it up. Nuclear missiles. That's what, they, that's, that's what that was. Now, now let, let's talk about Cleveland. Cleveland just got a whole lot better. They did. Now, they did. Cleveland, and I texted you when the trade went through, I said Cleveland's going to win your division. Would yep. you been a Ravens fan? So, I told and you. so did everyone else. I told you Cleveland's going to win your division and now you have... Um, Baker Mayfield surrounded with arguably two of the top 15 receivers in yeah. the league. Odell Beckham's top five. Jarvis Landry's probably a top 10, top 15 receiver. Mm-hmm. You have a good tight end in David Njoku. I think I'm saying his name. Same, Njoku, yeah. Yeah, saying his name correctly. Um, you have three quality running backs once yeah, everybody. You have a top you know, five, top Nope. Did I give him top five last year? Yeah, three quality running backs. I didn't give him top five. They have a lot of six. they have a lot of talent on that team. I honestly, do you know who I think benefits the most from Odell Beckham going to the Giants? I mean, going to the the Cleveland Browns. It's not Baker Mayfield. It's not Jarvis Landry. I think Nick Chubb benefits the most. Why does Nick Chubb benefit the most? Because there's, he no, there's no way that you can load the box up against the Browns. There's no way. Yeah. You can. There's no way. <laughs> Oh, I man. think Nick Chubb is when when the trade went through. I think Nick Chubb was probably just looking at his phone, like or looking at the alert, like yeah. He almost Nick, he almost Nick Nick Chubb almost ran for a thousand last year. I can easily see him getting twelve hundred, thirteen hundred yards. I There's no this year. You don't think so? Not if Kareem Hunt play. I mean, well, I mean, Kareem Hunt's gonna be out for eight games, so right. And by that time, you don't think Kareem Hunt's gonna get that starting spot back? No. You don't think Kareem Hunt's going to start? I, I don't think Kareem Hunt will be the starter this year. Maybe next year. I don't think he'll be the starter this I year. I think he'll start maybe by, like, if they if he doesn't start immediately, he'll start by, like, week 12. Okay, well, even if he does start, the run, I think the running backs in that room, the running backs on that team, they benefit the most. Because you, you you cannot load the box up against this office. Now, like I and said. And they got better defensively. Sheldon Richardson is on that Olivia team. Vernon. Yep. You still got Miles Garrett. Cleveland, I think Cleveland's going to win your division now. The Ravens they went out. They probably will. I mean, I, I'm not taking that away from them. They probably will. Like, it got to the point where people saying Ravens wasn't making wild card. I was like, all right, well, I'm pretty the, sure we can make wild card. The Ravens went out and got Earl Thomas and Mark Ingram. You all needed a running back, which is a great pickup. Earl Thomas was definitely Earl Thomas a was great pickup. He was um, definitely needed, especially with Weddle going, because we needed that leader with that leadership. And now rumors are swirling that Justin Houston – is he's trying recruited. to get Justin Houston to come yeah, to Ravens. We'll see. Um, that I think Pittsburgh. I'm I honestly don't think Pittsburgh is going to make the playoffs this year. No, and I don't see why everybody's still hanging on Big Ben because first of all, I I would like not even like get a big head over this, but like the secondary, the secondary, the Ravens secondary got a lot better with the Earl Thomas acquisition. Like yes, we lost Eric Weddle, but now we actually have. Earl Thomas, one of the best safeties in the league. And now that gives the Ravens one of the best secondaries in the league. Yep. With Marlon Humphrey going into his third year, and he did a fantastic job last year. You still got Jimmy Smith. You still got Tony Jefferson. You got Brandon Carr. And Tavon Young just got signed to another contract. Yeah. So that's one of the best secondaries in the league, which is definitely needed because, like, we're dealing with a lot of 
The AF, was it? The AFC North yeah, is gonna AFC be. It's North. definitely gonna be fun to watch. Uh, the Bengals. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be fun to just double team Juju and watch him cry. The Bengals we, is everybody's homecoming game. We're not even. Yeah. The not even worried about the Bengals because yeah. they. I saw something the uh, two a couple days ago where people think the Bengals are gonna try to ship out AJ Green. They probably should. The Bengals are probably in full rebuild tank mode. Yeah, they should definitely ship him out. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh still has talent to be competitive. I just don't. I think. I think the way. I just. I just don't think. Don't get me wrong. Juju's a good receiver. It's just this year we're gonna see if he can do it by himself. Well, I mean, they talking about James Washington, who will probably step up into a bigger role, and they probably will draft a receiver. Yeah, but it's it's different when Antonio Brown's on the other side. That's right. But like, here's my thing. Like everybody's saying, like, yeah, Pittsburgh. I think the way Pittsburgh is run, I think they just telling themselves. I think Pittsburgh. With their ego problem, they just tell themselves, "Oh, we'll be fine. Yeah. We'll, we'll do this. We'll do that." Until they actually line up against some of these teams next year. Yeah. Because first of all, the Ravens secondary is going to kill them in the way that they. And if the Ravens continue to blitz like they did last year, which I, I if they get Justin Houston, I think we can still run that. I think, I think the way Justin Houston, you know, rushes that ball, I think the Ravens will still be able to blitz the way they did last year. And if that's happening with Earl Thomas and everybody, I think Big Ben just going to close his eyes and pray somebody there. <laughs> but Earl Thomas will be there to intercept every ball. But now, I, mean, I, I told you, when the trade went through, I told you Cleveland's going to win. I think Cleveland's going to win the division. I think it's a two-team race between Cleveland yeah, and Baltimore. I think it's Cleveland and Baltimore. I think Lamar Jackson will take. I don't even want to go into the you know the whole speeding thing. He he's, he made a mistake. Yeah, whatever. he made a mistake. He young, you know, though. young whatever. Cool. But I think I think uh, uh, he'll take uh, he'll make bigger strides into into developing more as a quarterback. I hope so. Cause um, I mean, next year, at this point, at this point, what the Ravens just need is a receiver. I mean, that's what the draft is for. Yeah, they need receivers. Why not? You know, go get a young receiver. Yeah, somebody he can grow with. Um, and Mark Ingram was Mark Ingram was definitely a great yeah, pickup. That was a neat, definitely was a great a pickup. And then for the, the Titans are already the Titans. Right, are already, you have solid Titans. Yeah, they're already solidified run blockers. Mark Andrews is a good pass catcher. Hayden Hurst will probably have a bet, much better year this year. Yeah, I think I think the Ravens are being they'll be in pretty good shape. Like I just, I just Pittsburgh. Uh, I I think just going back to the Antonio Brown trade, I just think that Pittsburgh is they're really they're they're really saying that we're going to ride or die with Ben Roethlisberger everybody else is uh yeah expendable. and I think and I think Pittsburgh will I think Pittsburgh will just reap what they sow at this point I think Pittsburgh <laughs> wants to Pittsburgh wants to stick with Ben Roethlisberger they want to do all this other stuff that's fine but I think I think everything that Antonio Brown had to say on the shop about Ben Roethlisberger will come to light. I think everything in that locker room will start coming to light this season. Well, one of Pittsburgh is going to start heading for the one court. of their tight end was it a tight end? Uh, who was it? I forgot. One of their players that just signed with somebody else. He said at one point during the season it was like the Kardashians, yeah. and I for, I forgot what I think it was one of their tight ends. But one of, one of the guys that played for Pittsburgh said, um, "It's not Vance McDonald, does it?" I don't know. I can't. I can't remember. But he said, um, he said that locker room was like the Kardashian. And the way they did Le'Veon Bell, I just, I just knew this wasn't going to end well. Even though Le'Veon Bell is possibly getting less money with the Jets, but you, just, you just saw how the guys was ramshacking his locker, taking his cleats. I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah, this is not going to end well. There's no, there's no way that Le'Veon Bell can walk back into that locker room. And then nah. you got all the offensive line coming out and. Saying stuff about them And my my thing is The NFL If I was in the NFL My thing is Yeah I want you to be here But at the end of the day It's a business Go get your money Yeah You got teammates coming out uh, Questioning them About his money And all that stuff It's That locker room Is a It feels like It's a complete disaster Right now Mike Tomlin has to do Something this offseason To get the control back In that locker room Right um, Cause right now I just don't see I, I don't I don't see them I don't see what everybody Colin Cowherd yeah. this week said I don't see them being Colin that Cowherd successful this, this week year. said Steelers would still win the division. I don't see that happening. Yeah. I just don't see that. I do think at one point the Browns will probably deal with a lot of ego issues and the fact that they're gonna have a big head. I don't I, think I think, so. I think they're gonna have a big head at at one point. I think they do but I, I mean, think they, Jarvis Landry will 
humble them all down. Yeah, they'll be. I think they'll have like certain pieces around the locker room, but I think once Kareem Hunt's come back, and I think once Kareem Hunt come back, they'll probably win like three games in a row, probably like by like fifteen plus, and they'll start feeling themselves. They'll they'll be they'll be a little cocky. I mean, look how much talent is on that team, but because and look how much, but but because because um, Odell and Jarvis. They had a relationship before they got to the NFL. I don't think egos would be really be a problem. That's just me. Now, they're, well, like they're, they're, you're they're saying that now until training camp start and we see Step Up Five and Six and all these other dance movies coming out, and that's all that's going on in practice. <laughs> they're, 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 their friendship runs deeper than football. I honestly believe that. Just based off too. things I've seen, based off things I've been reading, their friendship runs deeper than football. So I don't think, at least with them two, I don't think the ego between them two would be much of an issue. Yeah. So. I believe um, that. We'll see. But uh oh, breaking news says the New York Giants are not interested in Haskins. Yeah, the Giants are going four and twelve again. Yeah, <laughs> right. Breaking news. You heard it here first. The Giants are going four and four and twelve again. I, you know, the Giants is. We'll 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 see. Gettleman has no plan. He has no plan. He's going to draft the offensive tackle to, to, <laughs> to just block for. The we'll fifth, see for Saquon Barkley. I really pray for his knees to see it, man. Now, of course, we got to touch on, before we get out of here, we got to talk about the skins going out and getting Landon Collins. Five year, I'm, I'm sorry, six years, $84 million contract. Um, definitely, they filled a hole at one of the safety positions. They needed a safety. They needed um, more what they call it, blue chip players on this defense. They needed a... Uh, a playmaker, another playmaker on this defense. Um, I think it was a great pickup. And, of course, he comes from a division rival, so that weakens the Giants. So, of course, I, I, I appreciate that part. Um, now, before we get into everything else, when you see the numbers, six years, $84 million, I think 44 45 is guaranteed. Some people like, oh, my God, Daniel Snyder is uh, overpaying for players again, which when I when I initially heard that, I was just a little disturbed because I'm like, if you all look at the last 10 years, 10 years maybe, we haven't really overpaid or thrown big money at anybody. The Redskins have really been cheap <laughs> going, you know, uh, in free agency the, the last, for almost a decade now. I mean, yeah, we've kind of gotten away from that from that method. Right. If you look at it, um, Josh Norman, we, we gave Josh Norman big money, but Josh Norman like fell into our lap. Like He did. We didn't know that the Panthers was going to pull the franchise tag off. Yeah. Deshaun Jackson fell into our lap. He did. We didn't know that the Eagles was going to cut him. So if you look at it, if you look at it, like, if you look at that, the Redskins haven't really been spending a lot of money in free agency. Now, that also could probably uh, play a factor in why they haven't been really competitive in the it last, could, it they, they've that. been they've been right there in that seven and nine, eight and eight, true nine and seven range, right but at the cusp. Like, they've they've yeah. they've just been mediocre yeah. in the middle of the pack the last several years. So yeah. I think to win in this league, you got to have blue chip players, and blue Absolutely. chip players cost money. And I think we we avoided signing those big name players and throwing that huge Albert Hainsworth contract right. at people, but maybe we have kind of just went too far to the left as well and was just signing these mediocre players right. with great great contract because it benefits the team but it's like that you right. need talent to right. win in so this it's league about, you gotta find that that even right. medium so you I, need talent think, to win in this league hey, I, maybe that's what we're what we're doing now I was thrilled about the pickup I mean I've been a Landon Collins Landon Collins fan since Alabama oh yeah I mean I was disappointed that he went to the Giants or well, the Giants drafted him in the first place but yeah. We got him now. We got him now going He's into his prime or we got him now. However you want to look at it. He's a Redskins now. Yeah. Um our dreams have come true. Eric Eric Schaefer deserves a ton of credit for getting his con like, you know Landon Collins cap hit in year one is only four million dollars. It's only look, like four million dollars. Shout out to Cooley because I heard him breaking this down, man. He yeah. look. <laughs> this is a great business move. Great is and the thing is you you get a you get a you get one of the best safeties in the league and you still have some space right. to go out and get some other players. Now I don't know, we still you still gotta address left guard. We still got a lot of um, holes. We do you know, free safety. Oh, we signed Dominique Rogers Cromartie yesterday as well. How do you feel about that? I like it. I, I mean, they were, we were trying to get him last year and right. I think he went to Oakland and he like retired or something like that. Right, but right, right. I like him. I don't know 
where he's gonna play. Yeah. I, if I'm the Redskins, I'll play him in free safety. Okay. Um, you think he'll, he'll be able to make that transition? Yeah, I mean, I think so. Gotcha. I mean, I, he's played some safety before. Okay. I don't know if he's played a whole season at safety, right. but if I'm the risk, I mean, that's what the off season's for. That's right. what OTAs is for. And then, then you have another familiar face. Him and Landon Collins played yeah, together with yeah. the Giants, so you yeah. have a, another familiar face back there with him. I'm yeah. not. He didn't necessarily uh, start at free safety with the Giants, but I'm just talking about in that secondary room. Right. You have another There's familiar, familiar face. Familiarity, yeah. Absolutely. Um, I will play him at free safety. We'll see. Only because I'm not sure what's gonna happen. We really haven't heard much of anything yeah. about what's going to happen with Monte Nicholson. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would play him at free safety. If I'm not racing, I would still draft a free safety. Yeah. Only because, like I said, Dominique rogers Kamara, he's not the long-term answer at safety. Yeah, he's also 30. He'll be 33 in April. Right. We gave him a one-year contract. We might be able to get two or three good years out of him, yeah. but I'm still going to draft. If I if I have an opportunity to get one of the top free safeties, yeah. Um, in the draft, I'm going to take that free safety because then you can play Dominique Rogers, Kamari at nickel. Right. He could play uh, corner nickel and he could play safety. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a great pickup. It's also a great, um, uh, adds more veteran leadership in the locker room. Absolutely. Another another veteran yeah. to help out Greg Stroman, Danny Johnson, Adonis yeah. Alexander, because we got some Josh Harley. Like right. We I'm, have, and I'm happy about that. We have some. We have some Fabian Moreau. We have yeah. some Quentin Dunbar is. Technically, a young corner because he's right. only been playing corner a few years. A few he came years, in. Right. He came to. He came into the league as a receiver. Yeah. So I think that's another. Um, like I said, another veteran leadership, another veteran leader, um, in the room that's only going to help those young guys grow. Um, but Landon, man, Landon Collins. We got what we needed, man. We we were talking about this last last <laughs> week, and it, it and happened, man. Going back to the contract for the set, the contract is very team friendly because after. Yeah. I want to say after three years, the Reds, if for some strange reason, if it doesn't work out, which yeah. I think that won't be a problem, but after three years, the Redskins can get out of the contract without taking a major cap hit. So the way great they business, man. the way they structured the con <laughs> the way they structured business. the contract, Landon Collins gets his money, but the team also gets some sort of uh, protection. Right. Yeah. If if it if the these first three years of his contract don't go well. Yeah. Now. The one I think one of the biggest things about uh, Landon Collins is this whole he's a box safety. Yes. So here's my thing about that. Um, everybody's not gonna be Air Reed. Everybody's not gonna oh, be Earl not. Thomas. Of course not. Everybody's not gonna be uh, uh, name one of the other. Troy Polamalu. Troy, Troy Polamalu played all over, yeah. but he was. But Troy Polamalu was mostly in the box. He was. You know what I mean? I, I don't think there's a problem being a box safety. Now, if you if you look at the, um, some teams think that oh, a box safety is just another linebacker, but he's a playmaker. He's a, he's a football Absolutely. player. He's a ball hawk. Um, that whole thing about him being a box safety that really doesn't bother me too much because. That's just his strength. He's more effective yeah. down in the box, which is fine. If you're a skillful <laughs> guy and that's what you do, right? I don't, don't do your thing, I don't, bro. Like, like you got great. teams. Oh, they overpaid for a box safety. Oh, well, no. if that, if you overpaying for that, if that box safety makes your defense better, then pay for them I all day that. long. Exactly. All right. So that I'll whole, you know, I was that's hearing, yeah. you know, a lot of NFL analysts saying, oh, I, I just think he's a box safety. I think that term is really for offense. Right. That term. But like no no safety really walks around to calling themselves a box safety. Exactly. <laughs> that's that's a, if you think about it, that's the term for offense. Yeah. Because when offense is is going over blocking schemes, the the offensive line is responsible for blocking who's in the box. Right. So that term, oh, he's a box safety. That's a term I feel like offensive guys throw out there. Right. But I don't. And really... I, honestly, I hope he hears that. I hope he hears that, and I if, hope he, if he, he wants to be a fourth on the shoulder. I mean, man. if you look at look at the division we play in, we have to play Zeke twice. Yeah. We have to play uh, Saquon twice. So yeah. if, if uh, uh, Landon Collins wants to be an animal in the box, Let I'm forward all day long. Absolutely. The, the the two the well the Eagles. I don't really Jay Ajay. You know, uh, and they might take a running back in the draft. We'll see, but um. The, the the two teams in our division, their strength is running the football. Yeah. Okay. You want to call him a box safety? Fine. Go play. Let's go play football. Now, um, 
I think the biggest thing when we signed him, one of the biggest things is, is he going to wear 21? <sighs> what? How how do you feel about the possibility of, because I don't know in the next few days um, if they're going to announce what his jersey number is. Because um, I saw, you know, I saw I saw something that said he'll wear 26. Yeah. But that was before Adrian Peterson re-signed. Right. Because I know uh, Landon Collins wore 26 in college and in college, he wore 26 because Clint Portis is one of his favorite players. Right. So he wore 26 when he got to the NFL. I mean, he was a Sean Taylor fan in college. When we got to the NFL, he decided to start wearing uh, 21. Right. How do you feel about the possibility of him wearing 26? Cause, because technically, the Redskins didn't officially retire 21. Really? I mean, it's retired, but it's not officially retired, if that makes sense. So. It, to the fan base, it's officially retired. Basically, I'm, I'm they say that. they just haven't they just haven't given anybody that number. But the Redskins, I don't think they've officially retired number twenty one. So, how do you feel about him? The possibility of him wearing twenty one because of the impact that Sean Taylor had on this generation of Redskins fans, right? Yeah. Individuals, you you and I, our, our age, when we think Redskins football, we think Sean Taylor, right? Absolutely. I, I'm all for, and I understand it, and I and I love it when, when other players from different teams, and they, they reverence Sean Taylor, you know, they, they try to emulate his game. Mm-hmm. I, I understand it. I get it. I'm for it. I mean, there, look, there's so many safeties in the league now. Uh, Cam Chancellor, Cam DJ Chancellor, Swearinger, absolutely. Landon Collins, all these guys, uh, big Sean Taylor fans. Absolutely. I love it. Would you? I, no. For me, it would just, you say no. No. If for me, it would just be a little weird um, seeing Landon Collins in 21. Now, here's my thing. If, because you have some fans that are saying, yeah, cause I think Landon Collins. Landon Collins crosses me as the kind of guy that he would only wear twenty one in honor of Sean Taylor. He wouldn't I get that. He wouldn't wear twenty one in with the with the perception that I'm gonna make people forget about Sean Taylor. It was just like uh Ryan Clark when he was playing with right. us and he would wear twenty one during practice. Right. I get it. I'm for that. Right. But I, I think um number one, uh I don't think you should be able to even wear that jersey. Unless you're actually out here balling. I want to see what you're doing first. You need to be out here making a huge impact. That's just number one. Um, number two, uh, and this is even after uh, watching the interview um, of him telling the story of how Daniel Snyder right, gave him the, the signed jersey. jersey yeah. I think it's great. I, I, it warms my heart too. Bro. <laughs> I'm crying with you. But I think that Sean Taylor to the Redskins fan base is sacred. Yeah, that's sacred. That's sacred, man. Um, I appreciate your love and support of him. I, I'm I'm there with you. Leave the man's jersey alone. Now, if if Sean Taylor's family is okay with, it, and like I said, the Redskins haven't officially retired the number, but if mm-hmm. Landon Collins was to go to Sean Taylor's family and they publicly said, if anybody could wear 21, we wanted to be that guy. Yeah. I'm all for him wearing 21. Okay. I'm all for him wearing... Because here's, here's the thing. If it don't work out, which I think... I This is a... We'll, we'll talk about this in another podcast, but I think good things are, go, are coming to the Redskins. You think so? I think so. I'm not I'm not going to sit here and say that they're going to win a Super Bowl this year or anything you like that. You think he'll be special, though? Yeah, I think so. I It's very hard to, to top Sean Taylor. And we Absolutely. only had Sean Taylor for unreal. a few years, right? We 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 only had him for a small portion of his career. Yeah. But I think, and I'm not just talking about Landon Collins. I'm just talking about with Deron Payne, John Allen. Yeah. Uh, Landon we Collins. Have a special now. Group I, of I think. Guys, I absolutely believe that. Brandon Sheriff, uh, yeah. Darius Geis. Yeah. I think good things are coming to the Redskins. It might take another year too. Yeah. But I'm not like I said. That's a that's a conversation for another podcast. But right. If if his family is okay with it, you're cool with it. I'm cool with it because when Land, when Landon Collins' time up as a Redskin is over, oh, they can just not let anyone wear 21 again. Mm-hmm. 
That's how I feel. I not I, I understand it's sacred. We don't we think that that number should only be uh that that number should only be ever worn by Sean Taylor. I get it. But my thing is if his family says they're okay with it, I'm cool with it. Hypothetically speaking, this is like this this is why that move would kind of like rub me the wrong way. Let's say, God forbid, he gets the jersey and he's able to wear it week one. We're excited, like, oh, my God, look at him out there. But as the season goes along, he does not pan out to be the, yeah, that, the, and that, the safety yeah. that we are right, hoping yeah, yeah, that yeah, he yeah. will be. Yeah, There's that, already enough pressure mm-hmm. on him for being a huge signing like, that the Warriors right. have had in a long time. Right. On top of you having to live up to Sean, because you're going to have to live up live up to and that. that, and, that's, that and that's the thing. If he puts on 21. Now, him wearing it in practice, I'm cool. I'm, I'm cool, cool with that. that. Do that, But bro. him wearing 21 on game days. On game days. This fan base you is going to expect to see... The second coming of Sean, uh, Sean Taylor, Taylor exactly. every single game. So, do you need that pressure on you, or can you just go out there and ball without that? I, I, I it's think a lot to live up to, bro. I think he's one of those guys that he relishes the pressure. So, if that pressure is put on is. him, and I feel that. I that's think, why I said, let's revisit this conversation next year. <laughs> that, that's what I'm saying. Revisit the conversation next. Year. Okay, next so, year. so what? Okay, let's uh, let's say 21's off the table. I, I saw something with him wearing 26. If he was to pay Adrian Peterson to say, hey, let me get 26, then what number does Adrian Peterson win? I don't see that happening. You don't think so? I don't see AP giving up that number. But, but see, you got to think, 26 isn't Adrian Peterson's number. 28 True. is. True. Adrian Peterson only took 28 because we don't, I mean, he only Who's took 28 20, now? We don't have a 28. Daryl Green wore 28. That's right. Adrian Peterson only took 26 because 28 was unavailable. But 20, 26 isn't AP's number. AP's number is 28. So... Would AP be willing to part ways with 26? If he can get 28? Well, I don't think can that's going to happen. Can you unretire a number? I mean, didn't Dallas do it? For, um, didn't Michael Irvin give Dallas give Dez Bryant his blessing to wear 88 what? or something like that? I don't... If I was Daryl Green, I'd let AP wear my jersey number for one year. For one or two years? I would let him do it. That would be interesting to see. Yeah. We haven't, God, special, we haven't, seen, a, yeah, we haven't seen a 28 since Daryl Green retired. That, that would be special. He's already a Hall of Famer. Yeah, I just don't I know. I don't see a problem with that. If AP didn't wear twenty eight, I just don't know what other numbers um, yeah. are out there. Um, okay, uh, I just don't. Yeah, I just don't know what number other numbers are out. There. I mean, Chris Thompson has twenty five. Geis has twenty nine. Yeah. Twenty um, seven. I don't even. I don't even know if we have a twenty seven. Yeah. I mean, we don't have anybody wearing twenty seven. Yeah. But. Uh, I think Fred Smoot might have been the last guy to wear 27. 27 is not retired. Yeah, it's not retired. It's just we, nobody chooses 27. Yeah. Um, Dunbar has 23. Yeah. Um, 20. Oh, 20's available. 20. We Ha ha. Clint Dix um, signed with the Bears. We yeah. probably won't bring, bring back Rob Kelly. Because yeah. Rob Kelly had 20 before we traded for yeah. Ha ha. So yeah, 20 is no. available. He's old news. Yeah. So, I mean, that that's if AP is willing to say, I'll wear 20. That's if that's if Adrian Peterson say okay I'll wear twenty so you go wear twenty six and what were you saying about thirty six? Oh, so thirty six. I do not want <laughs> any Redskins safety yeah. that we draft, and he says he's a fan of Sean Taylor. Please do not wear thirty six. Yeah. For some reason, there's a some bad juju <laughs> <laughs> with number thirty six. Um. Cravens wore 36, and when we drafted him, yeah. he idolized Sean Taylor. We saw how that ended. Mm-hmm. When we traded for DJ, DJ idolized Sean Taylor. He wears 36. We saw how that ended. Yeah. We just haven't had a lot of luck with safeties wearing 36. Mm-hmm. So, and I, the funny thing is, right, just check this out. If you look at it, right, remember when Sean Taylor first got in the league, he was mm-hmm. getting in a little bit of trouble? What number did he wear? Wow, thirty six, right? Very true. When Sean, when Sean Taylor started to turn the corner, and I think when he, when he, I think when he had his daughter, he was already wearing twenty one. When he started to turn the corner, what number was he wearing? Yeah. Twenty one. He, did he wear thirty six one or two years? <laughs> did he wear thirty six one or two years? I think he only, think he only wore one year. I think it was probably one year. His rookie year. Yeah. I think he, he wore one or two years, but I just don't, I don't want Collins to wear thirty six. 
<laughs> if I'm Landon Collins, pay Adrian Peterson whatever he wants for 26, and you yeah. and you rock out with 26. Mm-hmm. That's if they decide not to give him 21. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, we'll we'll see <laughs> we'll see how that plays out. Good but stuff, man. the the most important thing of what about Landon Collins um, becoming a risk now? What do you think that does to our defense, and what do you think that does for the locker room? I think the locker room is definitely excited. You have no other reason but to, but to be excited. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, especially with the secondary, we we had a lot of holes in the secondary that we need. It's not as established as the D line mm-hmm. is becoming. So I think that was huge for the defense. Um, I'm expecting great things. Yeah, um, it's definitely an, an improvement. Um, to see uh, how how these run games are are going to go up against our defense is going to be really interesting to see. I, I can't wait. Yeah, so I, I'm looking for an improvement. I think, like like you said, for the I will start with the locker room. I think you get another leader in the Absolutely. locker room. You get um, you get another hard work in the yeah. locker room. Somebody that leads by example. Yeah, they say um, his work ethic is right. You get you get somebody yeah. that's going to that'll be held accountable and that'll hold other guys accountable. Absolutely. Um, I mean, you also get a baller, yeah. And then, I think for, I think for guys like Ruben Foster, yeah, somebody another familiar face is, can only make him even better. Mm. Um, now he's surrounded by Allen Payne, Ryan yeah. Anderson, Sean Deion Hamilton, yeah. Landon Collins is probably the oldest out of all of those guys. Right. I think, um, his presence in the locker room for a guy like yeah. Ruben Foster will be big. It'll yeah. pay off big. Mm-hmm. Now, for, as far as for the defense, um, you get you get a short tackler. Absolutely. If they, they want to call him a box safety, fine. You get a short tackler, somebody that's going to come in there. He's not going to do that little dive at your ankle tackle. He's going to mm-hmm. come down there, and he's going to stick his nose, and he's going to wrap up. Yeah. You get a short tackler, you get a physical presence Absolutely. on the back end. Um. Instinctual player. You get right. Instinctual player. Um, he's pretty durable. Mm-hmm. I think he has. He tore his labrum last year. Yeah. Um, he had surgery, but they're not expecting that to be like a huge problem. I don't. I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, Mason Foster tore his labrum two years ago and he came back just right. fine. Yeah. And he's a thumper. Mason yeah. Foster. That's his game. He's yeah. a thumper. So mm-hmm. I think um, Landon Collins will be fine. When they interviewed him after the press pref, press conference, uh, JP Finley interviewed him and he said he was about ninety five percent. Uh, have he had about ninety five percent full mobility back in the line. Oh, I'll take um, there's no, I mean, it's March. He'll yeah. be fine come training camp. Yeah. So, um, you and I mean, you just you just upgraded defense. Yeah. Now we lost DJ. It's so it's almost like we lost DJ and brought in Landon Collins. Yeah. Is Landon Collins that much better than DJ? Remains remains to be seen. I think DJ might DJ might be better. Uh, in the passing and coverage. game and coverage a little bit, yeah. But I think Landon Collins, Landon Collins, is probably the overall better safety. Yeah, I will say this: Landon Collins is definitely a better tackler than DJ. Absolutely, and he's younger. He's younger. I mean, they. You know, yeah. You know. <laughs> how, how old is, is DJ? Uh, DJ was uh, DJ is not even twenty eight yet. Uh, oh, he's not. Uh, DJ's young. DJ was like 20. That's why when we signed him, we thought this was our long-term answer right, to safety. Right, right. They might be around the same age. I think Landon Collins turns 25 this year, or yeah, 26 this year. So, yeah. major upgrade to the defense. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, like I said, through the draft, we got to get another pass rusher. Yeah. Um, Probably another inside backer. We let Zach Brown go, go get a free safety. But I, I think... This move for Landon Collins is is a step in the right direction because, like we said earlier, for years we just tried to get by getting bargain players. Right. The Patriots, and I'm gonna say this again: the New England Patriots are the only team that can win with bargain players. No the other team, team, I don't know any other team that can do that. <laughs> no other team in the NFL can win with bargain players mm-hmm. but the Patriots because every year the Patriots, well, every time the Patriots go to the Super Bowl, you're asking yourself, who's this guy? Always. I, I've never seen this guy before. I've never heard his name yeah. before. We're not the Patriots. You need you They are the, the definition of a blue collar team. Right. You need you need you need blue chip players. You need you need superstars basically. Absolutely. Just like in the NBA, you can't win with no superstars. You basically need superstars on your team. You don't yeah. have to have a whole team full of them, but you need a few superstars on your team. And that's 
I think that's been one of the Redskins' issues the last few years. We don't really have, like, I, I was reading something, and somebody was saying, what's the one player on the Redskins that fans around, that, that just fans of football, like, man, I got to get that jersey. We don't have anybody. And I'm not saying that Jonathan Allen or Deron Payne or maybe Darius Geis can develop into that, you know, later on, but we don't have that guy right now. If you look probably at the last person that we had was probably RG three. Exactly. RG3 is probably the last person that we have when non Redskins fans are like, man, I want that jersey. Yeah. You need guys like that on your team to be successful. Yeah, I agree. Let me look at if you just look at the teams in our division, people that don't even like the Giants is like, well, last year they was like, I want an Odell Beckham jersey. Yeah. I want a Ezekiel Elliott jersey. Mm-hmm. I want a Carson Wentz jersey. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you gotta have guys on your team that um, you you just you gotta have those star players on your team. Now, when it comes down to the, how much you pay for those guys, I mean that that's different for with every team. But right. I think, like I said, I think good things are coming to the Redskins. Well, I definitely think this year they'll be more competitive than they was last year. Absolutely. Um, we still, I mean, if we ride out with Case Keenum and Colt McCoy for a year. But we know that's not the long term answer. Absolutely and not. For somebody like Jay Gruden that's coaching for his job, I don't think that I don't think the Redskins are done making moves. We kept hearing reports that they're gonna make a splash. They're gonna try to make a splash at receiver. Yeah. Um, I don't know. There was speculation the other day that we was gonna trade for Stephon Diggs. I'm like, come on, people. Right. Like the 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 Vikings just paid this dude, just gave him a new contract. Like, mm-hmm. come on, man. He ain't going nowhere. <laughs> but we'll see. Yeah, man. Uh it's I'm I'm excited. I can't I'm wait. excited. Now, if if we want to be a, a a defensive run the ball team yeah. first, yeah, I'm fine. Like, I would I would have no problem if three of our draft picks were spent on offensive alignment. We, we talked about it last week. It right, I have no problem with that. Yeah, that, that'll explain our our identity. So. Yeah, I have no yeah. problem with that. If especially especially with a guy like Case Keenum or Colt McCoy, mm-hmm. if we can rely on strong defense and a strong running game, I have no problem with that. Nope. So it's gonna be interesting. Like yeah. I say every week. Yeah, we'll see, but. Subscribe to us on Google Play. Yes, I mean sir. Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify. Follow me on Twitter at Paul underscore Barnes25. Follow Matthew at Paranormal Matt. It's the Burgundy and Great Podcast. We yes, out. Sir.